Okay, it's 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 recording. It's recording. Okay. Um wait, I have my window open. Is it too noisy? Should I close it or is it good? I think it's I think it sounds good. Okay. I can hear you clearly. Okay. Hello everyone. This is Emily. We met um circa twenty eighteen at twenty eighteen. At Fishaw. I think it's, is it Fish now? Like FSH? Fish. Well, people say FSH, like, I don't know, Fishaw. People say Fishaw still or FSH. Like, I think the fish thing kind of died after, like, (laughs) it's now kind of like a running joke, but people don't like address it as it. Did they change your guys' junior rings? Because I know you guys was like the first year, when you were a junior, was the first year they um, shortened it, right? I think, um, well, I can go quickly get mine, <laughs> but it's the same as yours, because I remember trying yours on, like, weeks prior to getting mine, because I was like, oh my gosh, I need to see what it looks like, and it looks, I think I remember it looking kind of similar to what you were, yeah, it still looks like that, it still looks like that, so I don't know if they changed it for the next class, cause, um, or maybe not, I don't know, I, I have to look back at their, at um, the wave of junior ring posts that people were doing at the time. <laughs> Um, but I think it stayed the same, actually. Okay. So speaking of um, how we met, let's go, mm-hmm. a, little, <laughs> let's go a little back in time. So mm-hmm. you went to Chandler. Yes. Um, what was it like growing up in private school? Um, growing up in private school was, it was really great. I think like I mean, one of the really good things that Chandler does is it really like um, encourages their students to kind of open up and talk to each other with like confidence in terms of expressing their own opinions and like, like kind of being like a family. And so another thing about like private school, I think is like, you know, they're all really small. And so you're able to really connect with your classmates on like a deeper level and form like relationships and like friendships that are super deep and stuff and so you know I still keep in contact with like a lot of my middle school friends which is super cool so I'm really like grateful to Chandler for that yeah <laughs> for Chandler it was K through eight but did most people um I don't know just kind of join the middle school rather than stay all the way through um I'd say yeah like um I so I went to Chandler from K through eight and so I've seen like the rate at which students kind of enter for my class and um I think like every year there's a there's like um from like from kindergarten to fifth grade which is like fifth grade being the last year before middle school starts like there would be one or two kids that would join every year and then when middle school hit it was like I think like 20 more people 25 more people and then like seventh grade so that was like sixth grade right and then seventh grade they allowed like maybe like handful of them in and then eighth grade and so it was like every year a few more and then sixth grade was like the big wave and then um another small wave (laughs) so yeah what was it like growing up with the same people for the most part in your classes um well I think it was different every year because like when you're a kid you kind of like um you kind of you kind of don't really get bored of people, I think. <laughs> 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 but like, 
you, you know, you're always, you're, you're just kind of living your happy go lucky life of being a little kid. And, you know, you have your friends. And I think what makes things interesting is like the phases you go through as like a class and as a friend, like I remember in fifth grade, my class had like an obsession with like, or the girls in my class had an obsession with like mustaches and like, like cute little sticker mustaches and like cute little nerd glasses. Like for some reason that was like such a vibe. And then like little top hats. So like really kind of like kawaii, like (laughs) little things. And so, and then the guys had like their Beyblades and stuff. And so like every year there would be like a different like kind of um, interest, I guess, among the different friend groups and different like genders. And so that's what kind of kept us not bored of each other, I guess. And then um, I guess as we got older, we just kind of got more boring. And so that was, it was like good for us to leave for high school and stuff. But um, yeah. And then like when middle school hit, another thing that kept us like not bored was the drama that happened because apparently when you get to sixth grade, that's just kind of, there's just this like cautious, like allowance for kids to start becoming in relationships with each other. So it's like, oh, when sixth grade hits, you could be in a relationship with somebody. And so there'd be these little like pairs and like awkward ships and people would like point at each other and be like, you kissed. And they'd be like, no, we didn't. It was just like, <laughs> it was like really funny. <laughs> and as someone who personally never got into that type of stuff, like it was so fun for like me and my friends just kind of kick back and like watch on the sidelines, like this incredible drama that was going on <laughs> and like laugh at it <laughs> like a good time. And so, um, yeah, so that was the stuff that kept us intrigued with each other and not bored over the years. I feel like relationships in middle school middle school are kind of like the keep, keeping up with the Kardashians, except for yeah. like 12 to 14. <laughs> yeah. And like equally as much petty stuff as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really funny. If there was like a documentary on middle school relationships or something, I feel like that that would be like the comparison. Because I remember there was um, a guy from my middle school. Mm-hmm. Let's just say his name was Adam, right? Let's keep okay. his name confidential here. Adam. No one in my grade was actually named Adam. So um, <laughs> he, I think in like seventh or eighth grade, he started liking this, liking or like quote-unquote dating this girl from another school and the guys from my class were more I think they were more invested in it than the girls were and I thought it was was the funniest thing because some of them some of the girls in my class I think were friends with her or Mm -hmm. knew that girl from like another school yeah like outside school activities Mm -hmm. and it was the it was the funniest thing because I had no idea who this girl was I didn't meet her until we were until I saw her like at a dance my freshman year and she said yeah. hi I had no idea she knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I just remember um middle school being like really really uh I don't know like drama-y and then like all of a sudden people can like be friends in like a week after like having a quote-unquote fight or whatever like fight or like a beef like disagreement yeah Okay, when you were talking about elementary school trends, did you guys have like those those bands that looked like animals? Wait, what were they called again? Oh my gosh, it was like a. I was. I know you. 
I freaking knew you were going to say that. Like right, <laughs> right when your fingers formed a circle, I knew, <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Oh my God. What were they calling it? Like sticky bands or like, I don't know, but they, they were in multiple colors and like they were in all these different, like, like shapes and sizes of animals. And actually my, okay. Another fun fact about my class, my class would ban things all the time. Like, okay. So like we, we got like those, those slinky band bracelet thing just talking about those were banned because like class just had way too many of them and it was getting too distracting distracting and we all banned mechanical souls because it was getting I was getting like violent thing or like people I don't know exactly why some guy a couple guys I like, got them banned so we had regular pencils for the year and it was super sad and that was like fifth grade and then we also wore gummy paper band and <laughs> the song call me maybe by Carly Rae Jeff's band <laughs> so <laughs> Dang. There were a couple, they're like one girl in particular that I'm not gonna her name of. <laughs> like, like over sang the song way too much. It was, <laughs> and then um, I think that's it. Oh, Beyblades got banned a little bit, but then they came back. <laughs> no, I think that's all, but <laughs> isn't that weird? It's so, my class is like crazy. I have, I had crazy people in class. <laughs> I remember, I think, I think that sounds right though, because I was in. When I was fourth grade was when my, I went to a public elementary, but they, they banned those, uh, those colored, almost tie-dye band things. People would fling them across the classroom. Yes. Like some of them would wear them half along their arm. And oh God, yeah. it, was, it was, I think at site the school, uh, elementary school also didn't want people wearing the, the rolly shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes. The Achilles. I didn't get those wheelies banned, but that, like, that was cool <laughs> from the get-go. That was a real get-go. So, yeah, it's, like, me that I don't don't know, like, what the name is. I'm, like, looking, up, looking it up. I think it's called, this This thing it says it's called Wacky Bins, but I can't, I don't know what it was called. I would have read that. And then, um, uh, oh, did you have slap bracelets? Yes! <laughs> from the, like, book fair. Yeah. The one, too. Because, well, it was like a, it was a safety hazard, not because we were being annoying them. Because, <laughs> like, the, I think it was made of, like, aluminum or some sort of that would, like, through the rubber and it would, like, really hurt someone's wrist. They, they banned those. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember in, um, I think it was, like, third grade from, um, I had a teacher named Miss Miley. And wow, that name. <laughs> I know. I I think that was her lead name somehow. Wow. But I remember sister. My sister, her in when she was in second grade, because I think which between second and third grade. Mm -hmm. So for my sister, she had her in second grade. For me, I had her in third, and then my brother, I think, had in second. And um, that year we had we had like rubber bands on like the leg the desk, Mm -hmm. and like you know on a couch when lay your legs out then mm-hmm. it's comfortable right so then if this is the this is the chair and I'm like this my legs are like here and they would just stay on the rubber band and relaxing and then she'd also she also had like you know you know how swells are now have some liquid by them she gave those students except it was sand inside so like during the we would be allowed to use the stress ball yeah wow nice oh and I think the um band you were talking about, the legs of the desk, like that's such a good solution to like kids kicking like backs of like chair in front of them or yeah. like even, like laying their feet on the bar that's underneath the chair in front of because like that can get like I've had so many moments where it's 
someone when someone their feet behind my hair and you can feel them moving their feet and so <laughs> that band is such a good idea wow but i thought it's like one of the most comfortable desks i ever had because wow. when, when i was in school there was there was this guy who didn't like me and i, I still have no idea why um, <laughs> but okay let's just say his name let's think of another name is Let's think of like an annoying then. Let's let's go with um uh <laughs> I need help here. I don't think it I, my first name that came up it was Tony. Like Arnold. Ar- okay. Arnold's better. Sorry if Arnold's out there of you, but like <laughs> So like, in middle school, um this I mean with I didn't along with everyone, let's just say and for yeah. people who were like two friends they'll talk to you from middle school, the thirty-five they know that I wasn't mean to anyone, but this guy, Ard, for some like, just did me. And I don't know. I, so when I was in eighth grade, then um, I think I sat in front of in class. Basically, in eighth grade, we were divided like math A and Spanish A versus math Spanish B. So if you had like over a percentage or something in math seventh grade and sixth grade, then you'd be like in math A or like math B. But I don't know what the languages were, right? Perfect. He sat in the row behind. We were in math A and he just put his feet like on a chair because I don't want to be like right at the desk. I want to be able to have room like some math problems. <laughs> so he put his legs on my chair and nope. it was the most annoying thing. And and he knew you were not too, so you couldn't like say anything. Exactly. Exactly. So oh, annoying. And because my parents taught me to treat how I want to be treated, if yeah. I use my hand to almost tell him, then he would stop. And then I would have to pretend like I didn't know the answer to it. I would save myself by like asking about like math or whatever. Or you know what I did to smart was I'd say my answer and the teacher like to a question that I knew I would. And then my teacher would say, like, oh, that's the answer. Good job. And then I'd be like, oh, I pat myself on the back. But, <laughs> but I thought that was an annoying thing. Like, even if I saw someone else put their feet on this chair, like, mm-hmm. if it's their friend, they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Then, but if I see that a girl, a middle school girl long hair is being tucked by a guy's shoe. Oh, no. No, that's, that's disgusting. Like, you know, chairs that had sick? And they had, like, this thing. Those thing. little, like, stuck. Thing. Those little sub things. Oh my gosh, that like still happens to me. And it's <laughs> the most the one thing that I didn't miss from COVID, getting my hair stuck in those little metal things and the, those plastic chairs in like every clue I've ever known. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my god. Like, okay, but, quick question: Are you handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. What are okay. you? Because I, I'm mid. Okay. But I, I was just because at, um our well, like my old high school, your current high school, the desks were always mostly for right-handed people. I had that one bar. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the most annoying things to have on a desk. Mm-hmm. Because if if you're next to a left person. Right, right. Yeah. You're going to end up well. Oh, my God. That's a good point. Oh, my gosh. And it's, do you remember the uh, the science lab? How they had, like, those tables that up? And, you know, there was a bar there. I think it was for your arm restaurant. I think it was for, but, like, yeah. personally, like, mm, I mean, it's okay, but I prefer there being just, like, a desk. You know, like, yeah. Not an arm extension <laughs> platform. <laughs> so, I like get with this square, this little angle right there. Like, little rectangle. <laughs> like, ex- ex- what is that word called? It's, like, I don't know. 
Exerting, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, it's like a oh, yeah. Bit. Yeah, like like extreme part mm-hmm. of the death. Is that hopefully that's the right word? Yeah. Uh, we're seniors in high school. This is embarrassing. <laughs> An English and just language for the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the heck? oh man. Okay, back to uh, where we talked about entry and those friends. And st- mm-hmm. um, do you think that your middle, like elementary slash high school, was diverse? Okay. Um. Yes. Um. My middle school lower school was very diverse. I had um, a ton of different races in my class. I had Asians, whites, blacks, Hispanic. Um. Um, middle Eastern, just like all all type it was I just kind of grew up that environment and it was really it, the transition chance for Shaw was really intro because Fisha is I think pretty heavily white still, and diversity is slightly lacking it's getting there it's getting there there's lots of growth but um for the most part the images are pretty um they speak for and so um a little bit interesting from like really diverse school into um a trying to be diverse or luckily lacking in diverse middle school mm-hmm. and um luckily for me I'm comfortable around people and like that weren't Asian um and and it was it was okay like the transition was fine it just something for me to kind of get used to a bit um it was just it just needed sublimation like simulation and and um just some time but it wasn't like very uncomfortable like I think it was really focused on other things other than like the types of girls. I mean, it was other factor, but like there were a lot of other things that were kind of high in my mind time. So it wasn't that bad. But I do think that having a like up in a very diverse environment, like in terms of school for was young, was like important for me because at least I started in that environment and like, that's the level. Of it. So I I can environments where it's all Asian. Like I have I had like an Asian squad in school. Like, <laughs> kind of friends. One of them goes to high school with me still. And so, you know, I still, that kind of grew. And then I also had like my mid group. And so I, because I was exposed to so many, um, like races and ethnicities growing up, it just kind of expanded me to, it allowed me to kind of connect with more people, um, like just be a little more open, I think. Um, but you know, just openness in general and like emotional openness is a whole other topic for me. But yeah. <laughs> like, like ethnic and racial ethnicities and different in that sense, like it was pretty okay for me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like in, so my public elementary school, I mean, my city, I live in, for, the, for those who don't, I live in San Marino, which like five minutes away from, you know, like really, really close. And our cities, I think I didn't know about this middle school, but some people call our city like San Marino because there's like, there's statistically a lot of Asians in the city, but going to elementary school, um, out of like white friends and I think look, looking back on it felt mostly white people like I had Asian like a few friends right. or some that in like sports or whatever but were never like in classroom so I had class with like white people or maybe like Hispanic people mm-hmm. um, and like in middle school it was also like Hispanic and or to next and then there was like one other Filipino guy and I feel like when I got to Bishaw, I was like, Ben, you would be more diverse. And the, the thing was, um, I mean, I don't want to like anything mean or stuff, right? Like Emily, Emily was the background of my 
my thoughts on that. Basically, when um, I mean, I cut the story in the first episode, but um, you know, there's like that luncheon the day before, the weekend before the first um, like week of classes. Then I went with mom and just, um, some oh, yeah, other luncheon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was uh, like some other mom who uh, knew my mom too from from middle school <laughs> who, who like called him over and well like this lady came me and my mom no idea who she was I just knew she was an adult my mom because her friend called her over or something and this lady asked me and my mom walks away like where are you from and I was making conversation so I say because for some reason in California if I someone were by San Marino, they do it where it is jiggly. So wow. I like pass it. And those, no, but um, where are you from? Like, as, it, as I've answered the question in Glee, right. and I, I'm from San Marino with like Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, sweetie, the boarding is it technically in Pasadena, but what of China are you from? <laughs> and I said, hey, Miss Girl, whoa, whoa, I was born and raised in Pasadena, and I'm not from China. And she goes, like, like she gives me a look, I don't know what I'm talking about. Because like, wow, that's interesting. I've never been asked that, but I fear going that I would be asked that. Like, because the only Asians really that go to fish on, like, okay, there's probably um, a handful of people in my class that are Asian who grew up here and who are, like, you know, grew up in Pina, very immunized, um, literally a white person. <laughs> so other than that, and us handful of us Americanized Asians there's like a whole third of our class is like boarding students um, who live in the rest hall who are from overseas and a good of them are um, Chinese and from China and I like knowing that I didn't be like mistaken for um residence hall student and so well they're going to say residence hall so I'm going to say it and nothing again at all but going in like four years ago for some reason, I just kind of a little bit of this stick. Like it doesn't exist more. I've grown a lot as a person. I've grown a lot from my understanding of like people and myself. And so I don't really think of this any, but I had kind of stigma and this kind of stress about wanting to kind of come off more white, I guess, and to kind of fit in a little more. Um, and I don't know if this goes again, I was just saying about how I learned a lot from being in a diverse and everything. And now to this, um, you know, mostly white environment in terms of student population, but I just, I, I really just wanted to not to be the odd out, I guess. And I did be mistaken, like Grace's story <laughs> for um, a Hall student. And so I, was, I would try to like clearly and participate, I could kind of stand out more and like not um, be thought of in a different, in like a way that's, you know, not who I am. So yeah, that's really interesting. Because I had, like, those underlying years a little bit, too, going in as a fresh fish on stuff. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, give me one second. I did down the, just calling the uh, lodge number, so I'll just meet my while I call them back. Okay.
Okay, they didn't go up, so I left voicemail. Um, let me see. I feel like I feel like it might have been out. Okay, let me write down what time this did. Okay, let me do you. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I don't know. It was really weird because when when I went to the shop, I didn't I didn't know that um there would be I I didn't expect that I would be mistaken for a like taller boy student. I knew there were boring students there. I just didn't expect the majority of them to be like from China. And in went to my international the funny thing was um I was traveling for hand the people see me in Chinese because of how I look, right? That's not them assuming. That's just like they can't tell that I'm tourist or anything, I think. And um <laughs> went to my school then I think some strangers, maybe if they like had a question about where to go on camp, or whatever, then they would speak Chinese. Of like good luck, and I I never offense to that because you know like I'm in China, I've been a lot of China speak Chinese, and when I started making, when I making friends with Chinese students and international students, when I got comfortable with them, then later I would say like, hey, how did you know that I was American, or like, what was your impression of me? And the, the funny thing that they tell me was. When I first heard you speak, hear your American accent, and it's very, it's very, very oh, subtle. Wow. And I, I thought that that's funny because, like, when I'm in the U.S., then I'm, I'm, ex- I'm assumed as like some China. But then when I'm in China, then I'm automatically someone from the U.S. Oh. based of how I sound like. Like I've always you wondered know? that. Yeah, I've never visited China before. Like you obviously have because you went to school there and everything, but. Like so amazing wow. but I've always wondered like oh how do people you know, in China maybe perceive me and so that's interesting also half Korean too so that's not obvious I think so I wonder they might be that too so um yeah that's so cool that's great yeah I feel like I feel like in general then with all this stuff around like Asians and COVID and hate and strong I mean I've seen very people speak up Asian hate on social media, right? But then for those who do, then they're either saying some really important things or they like stitch like bad side of TikTok or people who say like, oh, all Asians are <laughs> Like I've, I've been mistaken for other like Asian students who like thought just our fame, like didn't hear our voices or would recognize our voices. I feel like we not look at all. So I don't know. I feel like when people say, that all Asians like look the same or like these look the same. Yeah. And as someone within the Asian B, then I mean, I never want to like assume someone's enemy. Right. So I feel like we'll say that it's always, it's just an assumption and um, just, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather ask, mm-hmm. like, and not know rather than making a beforehand, if that makes sense. Like going into anything in life, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. People carry around all these stereotypes all the time based on like, what they see on social media, like what they hear family, what they hear friends, and like like fighting with, you know, but like obviously the perception control, so it's not like bad of them. Um, it's kind of like flight or fight in a way, like you, you takes like mental notes on like, oh, what type of person is this? What type of thing is this? Is it me? <laughs> and so like, it's just something to be a little more mindful of, you know, it's one of the things where you just have to kind of step back and think, hey, like, okay, let me just kind of think about this a little more and think about, hey, this is all another person. Uh, like me, you never know who the person's going to be like. So you got to an open mind and 
um, try to stray away from stereotypes and everything. So, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like, um, I know, I feel like there's stereotypes out there, and some of them are, like, quote-unquote good, but right. you them in person, it sounds more like an assumption. Like, the stereotype, all Asians are good at math. Like, I had, yeah. you know, so in middle school, come up to me, like, ask me for math problems. Like, friend, <laughs> I still talk to her today, and she asked math, but that's because, you, like, I was really good at math in middle school. Right. And, and not then, because it's Asian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like if someone is, like, okay, it, when I was in, I think, like, in our sophomore year, I sounded like I was going through information at that time. And I was to this, I went to middle school, and I, I think he was asking me what I was planning on doing over the summer during the school year or whatever and I said I'm interested in computer science and he said computer science but why don't I do that you're a girl and I was like I I thought he was I didn't want to afterwards oh I he didn't come me for my race but like actual gender oh and I was like conversation (laughs) that's that's like a whole that's like a whole conversation but speaking of you know gender like going to a girl's private school or just private school in general do you feel like the different environment versus you went to public um venue um well I don't think I'm in like the place to answer because I haven't been to public school so I only know like private school perspective but like okay. I like I think my based on like what I heard and like I have friends, also a part of PYSO passing the new orchestras, right? And I have friends in the orchestra in public school. They tell me stories. So based on what they told me and like what I've heard, it's like I wouldn't have a lot of the um, like um, benefits and experiences had I not, these amazing experiences, had I not gone to a private school for um, K3 and so in high school. And so I'm really grateful for the fact that private schools like embrace community it's not just about academics because I think like mental health and support systems are so in and you realize that until a lot older um and the fact that I just kind of in an environment that is a support system on its own is like I just feel so grateful for that because I've heard like my friends from work have said like that they felt, they've either felt really attached or they don't have like a good for a good connection system and so like grateful that I did have that um growing up and there's that um and so for Shaw is also an all-girls you said right and going from like wed to all-girl that's interesting that's a different like dynamic like separate from like public private just because of gender and I think that's really helped me and so glad it worked out did because I've heard of girls that disliked all girls and um had to kind of start over like a year or two into co-ed and it was really awkward and so I'm a little bit nervous going into an all girl but it was it was it really helped me in the end yeah yeah what and, about you uh, I feel like being in school like definitely benefiting um basically I went from public to it was um was in a public elementary school and then in sixth grade um I I went like middle school for like the first uh semester like the fall semester in sixth grade and my sister and she was like really really young parents wanted her to um to go to a private um like K through eight the middle school I went to was kind of like Chandler in the sense it was K through eight but um my school really let people in middle school like legacies like lifers all the way out and um I was in my 
when I was seeing my first semester sixth grade was my family got a call my family and they said uh, something about me regarding my family and my mom said oh we're part of the church like just kidding that we are church or something because she thought they were for donations or whatever and the person on the phone told my mom like, oh we know um here has a younger daughter who is who like should be in sleep right now like we have in spot which she wanted mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I, I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know like whole context of like the school going in but I went on a um on a shadow tour and then I like kind of liked it my mom and my dad told me like if at any point you want to go back to Pubble um then let you go back because yeah. like a tuition versus like free versus like just meals and stuff so, um tried it and then I just liked the smaller class and I liked how um you know I keep a relationship with my peers with having like 30 students trying to raise their hand at one time right and when I went to um high school the interesting thing was um Mrs. Johnson had her for my interview and what she my mom later on was that um one of the reasons they accepted me was because I had already had like that smooth trend in middle school it didn't have been a problem for me to you know like train into Basha. Uh, so I feel just having more prizes for the most and able to um like openly share my opinions without being judged or my background you know I feel like in public school no I feel like in elementary school and like I was just growing up never talked to friends about religion or like representation like me not really seeing any Asian people on TV on TV versus like London or Mulan mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. I feel like private school just has for to uh, have like the privilege to private school get that like attentive and very close um yet depending on where you go like open-mindedness mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like that goes into the next question I was about to ask you do you feel like you had Asian reputation growing up um well Asian representation say I did because I have I think my mom is a very influential role model for me, and she always has been. So, someone close to my heart, always there. And then had you know that Asian group. <laughs> yeah, we called we called each other KBBQ group because we wanted to have Korean barbie all the time, and it was oh awkward. my god. So, and then that was I think that was pretty much like in terms of like um like celebs because I think like celebrities are in a way a good role model in sense where. I like to look at these for how much like accomplished other model status or something. And yeah. so people like, like, I don't know if you know the name, but like Ali Wong, she is an Asian American comedian and she, and like, she talks about Asian representation time in the media and she's really become a really role model for me too in the world. So her and um, a couple other Asian role models that didn't come out I went into high school, like other than like my mom and my KBBQ group <laughs> we like I didn't really have anyone else I think like, I remember like watching Disney Channel and there wouldn't really be like an Asian character and I thought that was interesting I didn't realize that in like you know now that I'm older I'm like kind of missing and thinking back on my childhood because I'm not a child anymore <laughs> <laughs> and um, well there's a lot more like Asian representation of the crazy rich Asian like Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. wow I said that sadly this is <laughs> And, um, you know, all this Asian pop and 
um, Asian reference was coming out so much in the media. And I think that's amazing, like for young, like Asian girls growing up in like our to kind of see and kind of assert as well to, you know, you can do any, you don't have to just like study and become a doctor or something, whatever your parentations may be. And so, yeah, besides my support, like, I don't know, you meant that question to be my support group or for like, just in general, like age presentation, like models like my family, but like, that's kind of my take on it. Definitely my mom and my age group in middle school, like, the core. And yeah. <laughs> that your mom is such a big model for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think speaking of my last like school related question, because you know, we're seeing senior and stuff. Um, my school related question is, you have a fire slash engineering combo sort of background. Um, how did you get sit in those? So um, for choir, I'll answer first. So I've always loved music, still love music. Um, I, I, in middle school, did a lot of, I did theater and choir and I play violin. So I played violin, like they're like, like for ladies and stuff because they didn't have, like Chandler doesn't have orchestra or anything. So I, you know, I incorporate my violin in like the place when they asked to. And um, that, and it was just like, at the time, like music was like, the biggest way to kind of express myself because I'm a very like out there type of person. And so um, music, a really great way to um, just kind of show people who I am with like confidence instead of like talking to them or like trying to be um... <laughs> like an extrovert. Right, an extrovert. Thank you. Yes. And so I played ukulele and uh, I would bring it to school and like play with my friends and people would think I was like stuff because I. <laughs> And um, so that was kind of started in middle school, really, like love for music. And and then school wanted to continue. And so um, like I was with um, one of my classmates, her sisters was a senior going in um, and she started the choir. And I thought she was really cool. I, I also was singing and I was like, I'll just join the choir. And so, you know, I joined freshman year of like, can you that, um, that longing for that I've had in middle school. And um I had a really great time. It was really fun. Um, and then at like teacher that was teaching choir or like our, cl- our leader, our choir, our choir teacher, um, he left for that first year. And then afterwards, after that, I, um, I knew I, I felt like I should do something else because I, I, I like musicals at Fashab was among commitment. I was also part of an orchestra outside of school. And so I had a feeling like choir wasn't the, like, the, um I, like I, I I couldn't have I didn't have room for choir so um I decided to look into like because I've always had like this fascination with science and never really talked about it because I just I, again ended like, myself with that type of stuff and my interests and like I was also in computer science and like in that field and so um decided to like you know take priming one and two as well, instead of choir and after that like those during one and two electives kind of like domino affected into every other STEM thing that I heard the rest of high school. And um, so I don't know how they overlap, but I just, I love both. I love both like science and they're both. I think that um, music has a really big part of me and now like STEM has a really big part of me all. Um, and, you know, Fashaw has really kind of grow it um, where they gave me a lot of resources and opportunities to kind of 
learned more. And so, and since like Fisher doesn't have like, they have a department for like compliance and engineering now, super cool. Um, but no, it's still kind of those departments, one of those fields where you have to, or one of those parts of where you have to kind of like seek out stuff um, or else, um, or you have to, you have to seek out opportunities. And so um, I was able to get them befriending, teach everything. And it was good. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I hope this was your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, for for those this previous, uh, the one where I did a phone one, I had to reschedule with people like multiple times. And before the, before the group episode got canned, then I wrote some, um funny, you know, you know like Q and A questions on TikTok. So Emily's the first one that we were about before we started recording. Um, which art or artist? is your guilty play okay so i don't like a specific artist but it's a playlist it's like the high school musical play that that is my pleasure like it is okay love high school musical i've loved middle school it's low-key embarrassment like like me i shouldn't be thinking like this but i just there's just something like young high school musical that whenever into it it just feels so like touch a little kid again and like also, but the reason why I say a guilty pleasure of like music is because is because like I like to classical music some a lot of the time like mature I guess adult music now <laughs> um, like newer pop and like rap and, and so high school music is just totally different from like everything else that I listen to why I think it's kind of I guess considered a guilty pleasure. but um yeah yeah high school <laughs> like all all three albums just. The whole, the whole shabam, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched um, School Musical's music series. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how, like, how I would actually, like, show, but I actually love it. And I watched the first episode of the second season last night. Mm-hmm. And songs, the quick um, medleys that come up are, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but, like, I, I thought, I just was, like, laughing because it brought me back to... You, you know, like, series in general, like, always brings me to, like, the three movies, and yeah. when I was in, I, when I was in first grade, um, I'll give you a picture later, in first grade, uh, for Halloween, I dressed as, um, Gabrielle, but, yeah. you know, when you sing every day in the second movie, she has that white with the belt, that's the costume I had, and, oh my god, yes, I thought I was, like, you know what, I look so cute, and <laughs> I thought I was, like, I looked like a true Gabriella at the time, you know, but I feel like High School Musical has such, like, an iconic and special play, like, so many people's heart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like, honestly, same. So, early Taylor Swift songs. Oh, my goodness. Like, Love Story, um, Love Song, mm-hmm. um, Belong With Me. The music video for You Belong With Me. I yelled at the top of my lung whenever I heard it when I was younger. Like, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't really relate to it. But I feel like the on bleachers and sneak part was definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes! And like Taylor's new, like her um her re-records that re-recording of her album is so amazing. Like that really took me back. I haven't listened to such in a while, and so when she came out with them, I was just you know, crying. It's like so just like everything. Um, speaking of or Swift, my next question was. Have you had any close three encounters? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have. So, okay. the first one, Peyton Lisp. 
So at Chandler, I heard of this thing called Girls Who Run. Girls who Girls on the Run. Girls on the Run. That's what it's called. Girls on the Run. And basically this gets this organization. Look back into it, but it was this organization that encouraged like um like physical like like working out and like physically healthy. And um one day <laughs> I was at school and Peyton was there to talked about girls on like I was already a part of the I signed on the girls on the run like uh group at Chandler and some a bunch of my friends did it and like well, girls that were than us did it so it was big group of like 20 something and paste came to like tell us about girls on the run I think maybe some sort of ambassador or somebody we had like the t-shirt we had on too which was like another just emotional connection as a child to see celebrity that you've seen on tv like have the same sweatshirt that you're wearing at the time and you're just over the moon like excited you're like, oh my god, I've seen you on Jesse. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> like the craziest thing. And so we meet her. I have a picture somewhere. I'll send it to you later, Grace. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I met her and she was so nice. And like she was pretty. And I remember thinking, oh my god, oh my god, I'm in the presence of a goddess. And so that's the celebrity. The <laughs> that first happened, one. Like, happened in like fourth, I think, a long ago. Um, this one was Anna Pansino. And like she's a, obviously a YouTuber, not like the conventional pretty, I guess, but um, we, I met her at this like food and convention um, that I went to my family once. <laughs> she had like a booth that was being like her brand, and like she was just there to take pictures with people. And I, my sister, recognized because you know her YouTube channel like Nuri's videos, and like she's just we're just obsessed with her. So went up to her and picture, and she she's actually very short, she's probably like this like half a head shorter than me but she was so so nice and just as like giggle happy as she was in videos and like oh my god was like so amazing so every time I see her videos again I just remember like go back to that time the picture with her at that convention is so amazing and you know I still love her and I still watch her videos sometimes just because like super smart and like how designed her movies and everything so Rosanna Pansy that was the second person <laughs> and then the third fourth I met together so, um Lele Pons and Huampa Oh, <laughs> I met them um, on school field. So let's see. It was eighth grade, and um, my friend group, and like my whole class, as like one of ours, we went to Old Street um, with our, like, you know, I think it was like for Singo and like our Finnish teacher was like, us on this big trip, like going. And it was just one of those field trips. They just kind of let us loose. It went crazy on things. So um, remember, like, run through the street there were so many people around it was like, crowded and we're looking for food like uh, <laughs> 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 searching food like survival mode like and the reason why is because that every booth was like it had a line like there were so many there were so many and we were looking 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 and then all of a sudden um one half of the friend group like comes to the other half which is hard because we split up look for places and, oh my god emily and like other people that i was with they were like what is here with her? And I was like, hey! So we were talking. No, she's wrong. Wait, let me see her. <laughs> <laughs> never happened before. Oh no! <gasps>
Okay. <laughs> I unpaused the recording. Disclaimer, we found out in the six months that we were that, off. That my Zoom disconnected. <laughs> from, from, from Zoom meeting. <laughs> we found out it's called Sans. No need to cringe. <laughs> we found out. Um, oh, saying the close um, celebrity kill. I've had like three. Like three really close. Like I, d- I didn't talk with them. But I saw actually no four technique. Okay, so the first one was in Big Bear in like 2018 or break. So you know when their thing going up the sky, people thought it was uh, like a UFO, like this white thing. Yeah. And so I, I was in Big Bear, and uh, I told my friend like I was in Big Bear at the time. He's a fan of Cameron Dallas. So. Oh no. And, so, <laughs> So, so, um, that winter break, um, and when I had just gotten a house up there, a house in Big Bear, like a vacation home, right? So, me, me, my, my boys and I were still sports, or like at least interested in it, and so we were all like pretty shape. And parents challenged us to a 15 day challenge. So, ski for every single day of the winter break. We were spending every winter break in Big Bear, and my siblings were like, fun, let's go, let's go ski. <laughs> every day and i think within the first week we were skiing and um, me and my sister were walking through um, like one of the lot areas so there's there's maybe like four buildings at the ski resort that usually go to where that passes for and i was going through one of them which has like a balcony area and then like seating inside and then like a cafeteria mm-hmm. so sitting inside was Cameron Dallas and so me and my sister went from skiing because um the hills are like pretty big so then me and the blings always had like one build we would meet at so me and my sister came at the same time we took our skis off and decided to get like a burnt fries for lunch <laughs> and my sister um sit down at one of the bowls and I look over and I said hey does that guy kind of look like that youtuber Cameron Dallas and there goes Oh, I don't know. Like she, she didn't think much of it, and neither did I. And my came over later, and our ski, ski boots be for those who like experienced skiers or have gone skiing before. So when we we finish lunch and we start like walking past, if Kevin Dallas was here, if we start walking past him, and we're extremely loud. And other than like uh, two parents, Cameron Dallas, and like his friends, and I mean siblings, we were the only people like sitting in that book at that time. Right. So it was like extremely loud us walking by because of, of how heavy our boots were and then literally the most awkward that's so, like we were walking past him and i head i'm like that's fucking <laughs> i said i said in my head that's cameron Dallas. like i i swear it's his hair he had brown and yellow highlight but i had a very strong feeling that it was him not like justin bieber so, walking by and his response like click clack clack like mimicking the sound shoes were making afterwards then what confirmed for me that Cameron Dallas was um after the last round of skiing that day then my parents and I were about to leave and it was dark I saw that UFO type thing across the sky and I checked my chat for the first time that entire day and my was trying to message me like hey, are you Big Bear right now? And I said, yeah. And she goes, have you checked Cam Alice's Snapchat story? I yeah. said, no, I don't have him on Snapchat. So I checked. And Snapchats of him today, 
like <laughs> at the top of the note, and then all at night when the UFO thing was cross. Picture of my den, the UFO thing in the ground, and it, it was a UFO. I think it was like star thing over to clarify. But was the first one. Second one was I went to a um, Shawn Mendes concert with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Her first concert, and I saw the teenage girls. Um, like sitting outdoor dining of a restaurant. This like way before COVID. This was summer 2019. And um, basically, I you know whenever you see in public age, if you're an ambert or introvert, then uh, people my age. I I saw them. I asked. I'm like, hey, do you know who Jules LeBlanc is? And we saw Jules LeBlanc, her friend Lilia, and I think Anna Cathcart. Tell them before, oh like sitting together, and I, I didn't. Neither of us approached, but we saw their post later with Stapler in the background that they went to Menace concert the same that we did, yeah. and growing over him. Oh my god. Um. Oh, I missed one. So I was like when my family and I went on to Japan when we were a lot when me and we were a lot younger. Then um, there was it looked like a cup. Like when I was younger, I thought like why are we pictures with people, but parents told me. Like, just take a picture of them, take them. And I had no idea who they were. But my parents told me, like, as we were away, that they're two of the, like, characters from American High. Ooh. I, I still don't know who the actors were. I just was a, like, white guy and then white blonde girl. Like, I don't know who they were today. But younger, my parents have a picture somewhere, somewhere with me and two people from Mirai. And then oh um, the third... What did like the like kind of interview was um for those who I I can remember the actors but for those who watched the flash and it was then like sisters like uh really like tough mean girlfriend dad uh who usually is like a bad guy in TV or movies um wow. I saw him when me and my family went to Kobe's memorial in front of um center hold on wow oh my gosh great. That's so cool. Um, oh, Danny Trejo, T R E J O. I saw him outside of here. I'll show you. This guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, I, <laughs> I watched. That's so cool. Oh my yeah, god! I saw him. Um, and he had like two big security guards also who were like height as him. He's actually pretty tall, I think. Um. I saw him when my family went to uh, Kobe's Memorial outside of Stapler. And most, the most one was I saw Lilia and her girlfriend. I can't remember her girlfriend's name, but uh, I was stopping at Melrose, all the two of them. And I asked my friend, like, hey, do you know who the Lilia is? She's Jules LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, uh, I'm not sure. And I just pointed them out, but I like, didn't hire anything. I've had like super ones, but. You know, I think that's like the closest one to celebrity. Wow. In LA. I list. My. <laughs> um, but like, speak of how I was thinking when I'm like, quote unquote, almost those people. Um, here's the third, like, big cunic. Uh, if your mind was an island, what would it like? Um, okay, so that's an interesting question. Gosh. So, I think, you know that movie Inside Out? Mm-hmm. That movie, by the way. I think my mind would look like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's, the reason why is because 
Amy's brain, she has a different island, like the different part of her personality. But then it's like on each island, it's just kind of like a jumble stuff related to that island. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. And then, um, but then like, so that's an option, I guess. I saw this video from this animator named Jaden Animation. She's like one of the like really popular animation YouTubers. And she talks about mental health in her videos and it's kind of like in the island like your your mind is an island where it's like you have to water it and like care of the plant grow there and so if there's anything like toxic or interfering with that ecosystem then you should kick it out so it's kind of like the video was just about like kicking out or cutting out toxic in your life and like tending to your um you know <laughs> yourself like you know being yourself first but like oh for others but not too much where it's like you're not prioritizing yourself like the way that I've designed like illustrated that I thought was really pretty because it, it was kind of like a tropical but it had lots of different plants so it's my brain is kind of busy where it there's a lot of different things going but there's kind of like some order to it in a way so that's other option for mine or, or like if my brain were an eye so um or maybe it's a nation of those two like the inside out version and then the the uh the version <laughs> But um, that's an interesting question. What do you think? What what would you say, Grace? Um, like, let's, you know how, um, you know how this, like, in, like events in LA, and then people are just to drive as fast as possible. Let's say to a Dodgers game, and see on the LA freeway that people like, they always get pather. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like my brain works sometimes I sometimes random things back in my head will come to the front mm -hmm. or sometimes um like you use moments where you're getting to a certain room and then you you know that you went to that room for this but then you kind of forget but then you think of another task or chore to do yeah. I feel like that's kind of like how my how my brain works or um I feel like if it were to you know with my middle slash high school and also isn't versus mm -hmm. my childhood my childhood would probably be um like vinyl of like disney albums and taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. also oh or like like i think that's an interesting like a file cabinet system where it's like my brain's like a wall of like file cabinets different like cabinets different like drawers for everything so I don't know but it's it's interesting because there's so many ways you can organize you can say something about personality so I guess <laughs> like are you a type of person where you would put things in a corner that's generally to each other and then that's like you're organizing or do you like like file cabinet like meticulous things with like tabs and like just very organized do you think like what scale are you at like you know what I mean like from one to ten I guess how would you rate your organization <laughs> <laughs> I feel with like assignments or like work or like old like files on a computer I am very like 10 like everything usually falls into like a certain category um my parents can sort of divide this one where if I have stuff going on or I have like things in my head then on like on my desk or room then a bunch of stuff will just like be a different um just different um like places and be always so 
Yeah, I feel like when I need a cleansing, I just do all at once. But mm-hmm. I try to clean, clean, like, and organize every now and then. like I always do the dishes because it bothers me when there's too many out. But uh, my my last question for you is: This is a kind of random one I saw. Talk cereal mascot. Do you likely to be serial killer? Okay, so before this, you know that I looked up. Some stuff <laughs> that I know my cereal. <laughs> And I think I've settled on the Rice Bees boys, three little men. Oh yeah. Just because it's such like, they such like bandit vibes or like very kind of evil. Like they look like they could, they could commit a crime if you look at it carefully. Like they they're, could turn on someone. And a big smile. Like, yeah, it's there. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I feel like those or... Um... The the man from Frosted Flakes, the tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, y- you know, like, as normal, maybe, like, hunt. If it can talk, then, I don't know, maybe demand for Frosted to go down. It could it could go after some people. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think any, any like, serious spot that looks like macho, you know, they have that, like... <laughs> like that buff look. They got like, their machismo, like, testosterone kind of... <laughs> Like, like, you know, the, the Dorito body shape. Yeah. <laughs> just anything like that. Just, yeah. Like, not a stereotype, but I mean, <laughs> me those vibes. So, yeah. yeah. Let's not stereotypes on cereal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I guess we've been talking about this whole podcast. It's completely shifted from yeah. the beginning and middle. Totally. <laughs> we just backtracking what we've said. <laughs> But um, Emily, it's been great talking to you. I know that you have to go in a little bit, but um, I, is there anything you say? Let you know, like after his graduate school. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going coming close. I'm like I'm at the point where I'm ready to kind of move on to some new. Like it's a healthy, you know. It's not. Oh no, I'm gonna miss people so much. I don't want to where I am. But, like, it's a nice, like, change. I don't know about you, but that's how I'm feeling about that. Yeah. <laughs> the start of something new. <laughs> something new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll text you afterwards. But, uh, <laughs> listeners, that is it for now. Grace, so fun. Yeah, I'm so fun.